guys, welcome back to Unbalanced with me, Karis Davidge. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you've all had a lovely week. I have had quite a busy last couple weeks. There's always something going on. My work has been really good, but very busy, you know, now that we're in the run-up for Christmas. I feel like that time of year is always busy for everyone. So I'm excited today to just kind of take that time out and sit down and do what I love doing, which is just talking to you guys, just to kind of get what I've been thinking about a lot recently out onto this podcast. Today, I thought I would talk about something that I've been kind of thinking about and contemplating discussing for a while, which is traveling and traveling with a disability. Specifically, obviously mine, I will be speaking from my own experience. I'll be speaking from the perspective of someone with a progressive physical disability. For anyone who's new here, I have a condition called limb girdle muscular dystrophy 2i, which is a muscle wasting condition. And today I really want to discuss something that is highly discussed around a lot of people in my generation as well. Travelling is quite a big thing right now and I will get into that. But yeah, I feel like it's not just something for someone with a disability to be talking about. I think travelling right now is quite a hot topic, especially within our generation. So this is a conversation I think that could be opened not necessarily within the disabled community. I think it's something that a lot of people my age is either considering or is doing or has done. I really want to kind of voice my side of it as someone with a disability and maybe represent people with a progressive muscle wasting condition and maybe you guys can relate to me if you have got some kind of barrier or disability that might affect traveling in that way. So I'm really excited to kind of get into that today. And I'll be talking about what I've seen on social media about traveling and what I've heard from friends or people that I know that have been going traveling a lot. But I will mostly be talking about my own experience and what I've learnt going out into different places. I haven't actually gone travelling for a long period of time, but I will be kind of reviewing my experiences when I have gone on holidays or short breaks, even within the UK, because there's a lot to talk about. And I think there's a lot of things that people don't really realise that I want to kind of get out there and raise awareness about as well. And I will also be discussing the importance of not comparing your life to what you see on social media and what other people are doing with their lives. As I've mentioned before in another episode, I think it was the reality of life with a progressive disability, I was talking about how people, especially my age, you know, people in their 20s, everyone's on a different path and you know, some people are having kids, some people are only just finishing uni and some people are going travelling. And I think that's something that's quite popular within my generation, within Gen Z, I guess. There is this kind of societal pressure to do as much as you can in your 20s before settling down. I think there is this big pressure within our generation, especially from social media like TikTok or Instagram, to just go to as many places as you can afford to go and put off settling down to just go out and explore the world while you have no commitments, you know, no marriages, no families, nothing like that. And, you know, it seems like that's the perfect time to go travelling as if everyone has to go travelling. Obviously, not everyone has to. 
but I think we are in an age where people really try to make the most of life before it's too late, where they take the kind of life is short quote very seriously. But the norm used to be to go to work straight after college or uni, straight through your life to retirement and then use that retirement time to just enjoy life and see the world and do whatever you want, you know, like you've earned it, you've worked hard through your life and now you get to just go out there and see the world before you die, basically. But I think for me as a disabled person, looking at that kind of view of life, it's not going to be realistic for me, especially by the time I retire. Hopefully I'll get to that point, but I know for a fact I won't be able to just go out and enjoy travelling and go crazy because I know what my condition is like and I know that that'll affect me and probably by the time I am retired it'll probably be at its worst state. But I feel like that's not just a thing for disabled people. I feel like the reality is that by the time people retire most people aren't as able as they used to be just in general and so their freedom is a lot more limited than it is now. So I think my generation's mindset is very different and basically the opposite because they want to go out and do as much as they can now before it's too late as they don't want to get older and have any regrets once it's too late for them to go explore. And I think that's also a big thing within my generation is to be able to live a life that you can look back when you're older, when you've retired and not have regrets and just say, you know, I'm glad I did this while I was still young because I guess you don't want to go through life and then get to the point where you retire and then regret not being able to do that while you still could. But then again, traveling is not for everyone and it's only some people that do go off traveling after uni or before uni, you know, like a gap year or whatever. But I think because it gets shared so widely over social media now, it seems like everyone is doing it, even though it's only a handful of people. I do know a few people myself that have gone out there traveling. Even though not everyone is going traveling, I can guarantee that most people my age know someone who has either been traveling, is doing it right now, or is planning on doing so in the near future, you know, is saving up for it or hoping to move out there to work or whatever. I feel like especially now that the weather and the seasons are changing here in the UK, a lot of people want to move to somewhere like Australia. Like I do know a few people that have been and moved to Australia because the weather's better out there, I don't know, there's something about Australia. I feel like that's a very popular travel destination for young people. Maybe it's good to find work out there. I see a lot about it on TikTok as well, to go to Asia or Australia. So yeah, I feel like the fact that it's becoming more of a norm on social media kind of puts pressure on the people who had no intention of going travelling to think that this is something that they should at least consider doing. And that's what I mean by the fact that it's not just something disability related. Even people without a disability that weren't considering going travelling are now thinking, is this the time that I should be going? Should I be going travelling? You know, I wasn't really fussed on the idea in the first place, but it feels like everyone's doing it, you know? So that is quite difficult as well, because seeing other people doing it and seeing it so big on social media makes you think that your normal life of maybe having a nine-to-five job or just staying at home is not good enough and not what you should be doing with your life because 
seeing this on social media can easily make you think that you're wasting your life and not going out there and seeing as much as you can when in fact it is close to impossible to see everything out there do you know what I mean so for a lot of people traveling is a very unrealistic thing to do I mean it's a very expensive and physical way to live as well um, especially if it's moving from one place to the other I don't think people realize how difficult it would be for a disabled person like myself because there are so many factors to consider like having to carry everything you have on you like I've seen videos of people backpacking across Asia just with everything they have on their backs and that's completely unrealistic you know and having to walk for miles every day to ensure that they see as much as they can and I can imagine that it's very likely that most places will not be step free or completely accessible. I know that there are probably some kind of schemes out there and some companies that do cater for disabled people to ensure that they can go out traveling but it's obviously not going to be the same experience as just booking a one-way flight or you know hotels and hostels in different places and knowing that you can walk from one place to the other there is obviously a lot to consider with that and I think again seeing everything on social media about people going off traveling puts that extra pressure onto people with a progressive disability because they know for a fact that as they get older they will not be able to go off traveling whereas this might be an option for some people you know when they retire maybe then they can consider something like that. But I think for people like me with a progressive disability, there's even more pressure. It's kind of now or never, do you know what I mean? Um, But I think it is important to remember that travelling is not the end goal in life. It's not the one thing you should be doing before you die. It's not like the answer to anything really. And like I said, maybe a lot of people won't be able to afford it or there's so many factors, you know, like... Maybe they've got personal issues and family that are keeping them home. And I think the fact that it's so big on social media, it's great to see what's out there and for social media to be that eye for us, for us to see what beauty there is out there. I completely understand why people do go travelling and if they have the the money, the time and the physical ability to do that then absolutely go for it I think it's such a cool thing to do and while that is a really cool thing it's not the only thing you should be doing with your life it's not something that you should feel guilty for not doing and I think that especially goes for people with a disability who might feel pressure from that and see all these people going out there and what it looks like living their best lives but I can guarantee you social media as we all know is not perfect and I'm sure that people who do go out traveling and go out and explore the world I'm sure they experience a lot of hard times as well I'm sure it's not all smooth sailing like social media tells us it is. So on that note I'm going to now just talk about my own experiences with different places and I just kind of wanted to give you guys an insight what it's like as a person with a disability and maybe things that people don't really consider. So like I said I haven't actually gone traveling, I haven't gone away to a complete different continent for a long period of time but I have been very fortunate to go to different countries and experience a small snippet of traveling by myself or with a friend. So I just kind of wanted to maybe go through a few of those with you. So growing up, I was very fortunate to be able to go on family holidays 
and obviously being surrounded by my family and having that extra support and also the fact that I was quite young and so I didn't really have a lot of symptoms back then. It was never really a problem for me physically and although I may have struggled with the odd step or something I don't think it really took over the holiday or anything like that but now that I'm a bit older and I've been able to do more things on my own like go on little trips by myself with friends um, I have definitely experienced a lot more kind of small struggles that have affected those holidays. So in the past year, I have gone to Mallorca with my boyfriend and we had a really, really good time. And I'm really grateful that I had him to help me as well. Um, you know, if we had any stairs while we were going out exploring the local area, then I knew that he was there to help me. But something I didn't realise, even though our hotel had a lift, was that the hotel was situated on top of a hill and literally any way we walked from that hotel, we would come across a few steep hills. So that, I think, was quite an easy mistake for me to make because maybe I should have done some more research before booking it, but it was really something that took a lot out of me. So I know that I need to do some more research with that and that's definitely something I recommend. Even though I knew there was a lift in the hotel, there was a big step to get up to the hotel itself. So every time we went out for dinner or went out to explore the local area, I knew that I would have to deal with this hill walking back up at the end of the night. We were very fortunate to be able to have taxis as well, so that really helped sometimes. And as I've mentioned before, I do get PIP which is some extra little bit of money uh, from the government because of my disability. Most of it goes towards my car that I lease with Motability, like I've talked about before, but I am very lucky to have a little bit extra left over. So that usually goes towards things like taxis that would help make my trip a lot more convenient and save a lot more energy. And even though a lot of people would say, why on earth are you paying for a taxi? to just go up two or three steep hills. And I know it could sound ridiculous to most people, but honestly, you have no idea how much energy that saves and how useful it ends up being because it doesn't ruin my whole trip that I have to um, walk up and down hills and really struggle with it everywhere. And my boyfriend as well has to carry, well, not carry me, but you know what I mean? I have to grab onto his arm and he has to kind of pull me up. So it's also, you know, I don't, I don't want to be selfish like that. You know, I want to save both of our energies so that we can enjoy the time that we have and just spend it wisely. Another trip I was very fortunate to go on this year was Paris in June with one of my best friends, Lara. We went to Paris to mainly see Harry Styles, which was a whole massive, amazing experience in itself. But the Paris trip did come with a lot of struggles that I found due to my disability that I just want to share. I also had a lot of celiac related problems. I really struggled to find gluten-free restaurants out there. So if anyone has any recommendations, let me know and I will definitely keep that in mind if I ever go again. Um, but that's not what we're gonna talk about now. <laughs> I found Paris very similar to London and that is that the best way to get around and to see as much as you can is to take the underground train or the metro as they call it. So Lara and I spent a lot of money and time on the metro, which was obviously very handy. We got to see so many things and I'm really, really grateful that we were able to do so much in so little time. I think we only went for four days 
By the way, I 100% recommend the Eurostar. Um, that, I think, accessible-wise, is quite good. And I barely encountered any stairs, if any at all. And I knew that there was help if I needed it. But it's so good and it's direct, straight into the heart of Paris. Whereas I think if you fly, it's a lot further out. But anyway... So we did take the Eurostar there and we were able to get taxis to our Airbnb. This time I definitely made sure that it wasn't on any hills and the Airbnb was quite central and it was on the ground floor. But it was just the travelling and getting about. I feel like city sightseeing and city travelling just consists of walking everywhere. So even though we took a lot of metros everywhere, we had to walk to the station, we had to walk to the destination from the station. So it was very tiring. And I know that some of you might ask why I didn't take my wheelchair. I don't know, maybe this is just really silly of me, but I just didn't want to be selfish. And I, I don't know, I just felt like I was ruining the holiday if I took my wheelchair and expected my friend to push me around everywhere because that would have been a lot for her. And I have also discovered that most Paris streets aren't very wheelchair friendly. A lot of them are cobbled streets. A lot of them have steps dotted around the place, which would again be very, very difficult for a wheelchair. And I think because we wanted to get so much done and use the underground, which is not wheelchair friendly, I think it was the best idea for me to decide to go without my wheelchair and to just listen to my body and take as many breaks as I could and although I did take breaks and we definitely you know went to sit down places and we did a lot of activities that meant that we could sit down for example we sat down on the grass by the Eiffel Tower which was lovely for a little picnic and we obviously sat in restaurants and cafes and stuff like that to be able to rest up a little bit but obviously most of it was walking so now that I've done this trip I don't think I could do it again because it was so physically demanding and having to take the stairs so often to take the metro really, really did take a toll on me by the end. And I guess I just kind of suck it up and try to stay in the moment and not complain because obviously I was in Paris and I just could not complain. But my body really went through a lot during that trip. So going back to when I was talking about trying to make the most of it before it's too late, before you retire, before you're not able to do it physically. I think that's something that it's still in the back of my mind that I'm trying to just do as much as I can without overdoing it while I'm still able to do it because I know that I won't be able to do it again. So even though it was a lot for me physically, I'm just so glad that I can now say and I can tell my grandkids, I went to see Harry Styles in Paris and I went to Paris with my best friend and we did some traveling and it was amazing, even though it was only for four days. (laughs) I really don't think I could have done another single day of that. Um, I will tell you a little funny story. It's funny looking back on it now, but it's, oh, it was just so stressful. So as I said before, finding somewhere that did gluten-free was an absolute nightmare in Paris. And I'm sure there are lots of gluten-free places. I just could not find them anywhere. And every restaurant I approached said that they couldn't do it. So I had this app called Find Me Gluten-Free. I've mentioned it before on my celiac episode where I managed to find some restaurants 
from the app that I knew that catered for gluten-free. So we went there one day and the food was amazing and we knew to go there again. So on the last day, it was a Sunday, we checked out of our Airbnb and this is the annoying thing. We had our suitcases with us and I think the like luggage holding place was closed because it was a Sunday, so that was a bit of a nightmare. So we took a metro to the Louvre and we went to see the Louvre and it was amazing. It was just a bit annoying because we had our suitcases and we didn't have that much time because it was our last day and we were due to take the Eurostar home. So I said, why don't we go to that gluten-free restaurant? We know that they do gluten-free and we know where it is. So we struggled down the stairs with our suitcases and took two metros, which was quite a bit of a journey. And I struggled up those stairs out from the station on the other side for so long and Lara couldn't really help me because she had her own suitcase you know so that I think just was a very low point for me I really struggled it was really hot I was so tired and I had to lug the suitcase as well as my own body up these stairs so when I finally made it up to the top we walked down this cobbly street towards this restaurant and then there it was there were no chairs outside and the penny had dropped we realised it's closed because it's Sunday. <laughs> Honestly, I, I couldn't make this up. It was just, it was a low point. And I know I've posted about Paris already on my Instagram and it was an amazing journey, but these are just the kind of things that you don't see on Instagram. You know, it looked like a really good trip and it definitely was. Like, I don't have a single complaint about that. It's just people don't share the struggles, you know? People don't share the bad bits. So this is me saying that there were definite struggles like that. Very fortunately though, we did find a restaurant just round the corner that did gluten-free, so that was fine. And we ended up getting the Eurostar home nice and safe and it was all good. But it was just stuff like that that was just really stressful and having to take my suitcase around with me as well. So even though we did a lot of the sites, it tired me out very quickly and I don't think I could do that again. So... I'm glad that I've done it, but it's just something that I know now for the future that city breaks just aren't really for me, even though I am a city person at heart, I'm definitely a city girl. I just really did struggle with that and it would be unrealistic to say that I could do that again. And even going to see Harry Styles, the stadium was very far from the train station and we walked what felt like miles Everyone else was fine, everyone else was really excited, but I was just absolutely exhausted walking up this really long strip to the stadium. It was at the Stade de France, if anyone wants to know that, but it is quite a bit of a walk from the train station. So I did feel pressure to kind of keep going, keep walking, because, you know, we had this big crowd, and it obviously just wasn't fair on my friend who had to keep stopping and I had to keep sitting down on benches to catch my breath. Um, That bit wasn't fun and by the time we got to the stadium it was great but obviously we were quite high up so there were a lot of stairs. So just stuff like that I think as well is something that needs to be considered when I book stuff like that. Maybe accessibility is something I should have looked into but the tickets were so cheap and because they were so cheap they were very high up in the gods so we did have to deal with stairs but that was okay I just had to take my time and we were there with enough time thankfully but yeah having to walk so much I think I'm really proud of myself for being able to walk that much throughout that trip 
but some might also say that I was a bit silly for doing that much because I definitely did push myself and my legs were jelly by the end of every night but yeah I just think that that might be the last big city break that I will do and I think next time I just need to really take it easy. I think the same goes with London. I have a couple of friends that live in London. There is so much to see in London and there's so much walking to be done. Oh, actually, we did take some buses in Paris and I was going to say this about London. I do take the buses in London. They're just a lot slower and they're not always very convenient. But I just find it so strange how inaccessible, is that the right word? Inaccessible London is because it's only some underground stations that are accessible you know like they have um on all the stops they have those little disabled badges by certain stops but not every stop so i'm like people who taking the underground will have to rearrange their entire journey based on which stops have lifts to be able to get them out i just find that so strange how you know we're living in 2023 and there are so many disabled people out there that can't use the tube because it's inaccessible and that just honestly baffles me and the same goes for a lot of cities like Paris I think there's definitely room to cater for people with a disability because it's not like I'm the only one you know what I mean like there are so many people who just can't take the tube and even though it's so convenient it's just not worth all the stairs so I do like taking the bus in a lot of cities just because you get to see where you're going and it's nice to take the scenic route sometimes but especially if you're in a rush like you have to kind of plan your journey a lot sooner and you have to leave a lot sooner to get to your destination to make sure you have enough time because you know that you will take more time especially if you have to deal with stairs or if you have to take the bus or anything like that so yeah I think that's just a bit of a bummer that not everywhere is accessible yet and I really really do hope that changes because I love London so much I love visiting it but it's just it just takes so much out of me and ubers and things are just so expensive you know not everyone can afford that lifestyle so I think that's something that needs to be considered for disabled people I think another thing with not necessarily traveling to the full extent but just kind of visiting places is to go with someone that you can depend on to help you you know if you fall or if you need that extra arm upstairs or up hills or anything like that it is really important to do that but I have done some trips around London by myself Um, it's not always easy but I guess sometimes you have to be dependent on bus drivers to lower the bus to help you get on or strangers to lend an arm and stuff like that to be fair I've had so many lovely encounters in airports on the streets you know on public transport to help carry my suitcase or to lend me an arm to help me get onto trains or anything like that I think that just shows the kindness of strangers and how ready people are to help especially if they see someone that's struggling but I shouldn't have to depend on strangers to help me to travel by myself you know even at home in my city Cardiff I think the best way to get to other cities is on the train and as much as I don't mind taking the train, it's a very big step to get onto the train. So sometimes I do have to depend on strangers to help me if I'm by myself or um, I just really have to take my time, which might annoy some people. But I try not to let that get to me, you know. I try to just take my time and know that other people should be able to understand. But yeah, I think there's definitely room to change that for disabled people because you don't necessarily have to be in a wheelchair to be disabled. 
And even though my disability is slightly more invisible than people with wheelchairs or anything like that, this should still be some kind of way uh, for me to get a bit of extra help, maybe. And things like the Tube in London, I just really hope that there is a day where every station is accessible and I'm able to travel as I please. But yeah, I think I've talked about all this enough and I don't really want to repeat my points too much, but I hope you guys have enjoyed listening today and I hope that you've learned something. I don't really know. I wasn't really saying a lot of facts, but I was just kind of sharing a bit of my experience and I hope that that has been all right to listen to. I hope that's been fun. And I just want to remind people that traveling is not everything and sometimes it's okay to be happy in your life that you're living in comparison to going out traveling and happiness doesn't just lie in traveling you are free to do whatever you want and even if you don't end up seeing that much of the world or going out traveling that much it doesn't mean that you failed in life and there are definitely more important things to consider in your life like the people around you and the life that you make for yourself whatever that may be even though I know I won't be able to travel that much in the future if at all I know I'll be able to look back at my life and be really proud of myself for what I was able to do. And even though I might have struggled during these little holidays or city breaks, I know I'll be able to look back at these memories fondly. And yeah, I'm not going to let my disability take over my life and get me down. And I'm still excited to see what life has in store for me. I'm not going to compare myself to anyone else or anything on social media because I know that my life will look completely different and my life is mine. So I am very grateful for what I have already. So anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed that. I hope that that's kind of maybe changed your perspective on traveling a little bit. I hope that you guys stick around for my other upcoming episodes. I've still got so many amazing guests coming on and I've got some really cool topics to discuss and once again I'm really grateful for all of your support on every episode and all of the times that you share this with your friends and family and every message that I receive from people listening to this podcast really really does mean the world to me please give this a five star review if you enjoyed it give this podcast a follow and press the little bell next to it so that you are notified the next time I release an episode and I will see you guys very soon but until then have a lovely lovely week bye